news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm so great. How are you? Doing great. Now, this episode may be one of my favorites. Unreal. I mean, Wendy Argyle Allison. She's the best. I mean, she's amazing. And her story gives me goosebumps, makes me cry, makes me proud um, to be her friend and to know her and her husband, Todd, and all that they've gone through. It's amazing. And as we are upon the 4th of July and thinking about how great America is, I truly believe that I have a new meaning after hearing her story about what it is to be an American and what our soldiers do to keep our country safe. Yeah, she definitely puts it into perspective of what she's been through. Unbelievable. And I actually feel really bad because I'm wearing a Chivas de la Guela de Hara mm-hmm. hat right now. I know. Why are I'm, you doing that? I got a Mexican hat on talking about July 4th. Should we cut and re-record? Sorry, babe. I mean, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I know. Hey. This we... isn't very patriotic. No, it's go not. Chivas. Oh, <laughs> I was wanting like this meaningful intro and you totally took it to Mexico. Well, I looked in the mirror and saw my Chivas hat. While you were flexing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just teasing. But really, seriously, I really don't believe that as an American, I fully understood the sacrifice that soldiers, families and soldiers go through to keep our country so safe. Yeah, and then seeing what she's done mm. since uh, a tragic event, mm-hmm. and and Todd, you can't say enough about him. <sighs> he collegiate athlete, yeah. uh, went to the U- U.S. Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. Big old boy, he's he's a <laughs> he's a stud. We talk about uh, Dave Anderson in another yeah. podcast. They between the two of them, their biceps have got to be the. The biggest I know. They're biggest. And then we had Cole Sager. So yeah. like, yeah. And Adam Noose. Hello. I think uh, Todd Allison might have all of them. Wow. He, he's, he's a strong guy. Wow. We end up always talking about male body parts on this. <laughs> on this. Back to um, just like America, how great it is to be an American, you know, and thinking about, do you feel like you had a full picture just as a civilian? Until we moved to Corpus Christi, Texas, where the Navy was stationed and we met Andrea and Matt, Sarah and Steve, Katie and Ryan, all the military families, I didn't really understand the military life until we became friends with people like that. And, um, and so Wendy's going to share her story. Um, and it's one of those that's going to get you on the edge of your seat. And I always say, you need to write a book. They need to like write a movie about you because it's amazing. But I want to touch on what you said, what she's done since the tragedy happened in her life and the impact that she's made on this world and on her children is so great. She and Todd are a great partnership and they see 
God in everything and beauty in everything and the way they live their life. Just, um, I just don't know if I could do that. Had, you know, if I lost you, I would be at a extreme loss in the way that they've picked up the broken pieces and the way God aligned their lives to, um, come together is just so touching to me. Yeah. And I remember this last Memorial day, mm. we had the conversation that it, it really come full circle from the days when we thought it was all about barbecues and hanging yeah. out with our friends and Memorial day has definitely taken a, a new meaning since meeting Wendy. And yeah. do you remember how you met Wendy? I do. And we talk about it on the podcast. We were, um, both just new to town, desperate for friends. And we saw each other at like a festival and there's a park in downtown Bowling yeah. and I was there with you and I was like, what is happening? You're inviting this random lady over to our house tonight. I know. I mean, but she was a good one. We've she had was other great. random people at our house, <laughs> but she's one that we really liked and, and have become friends with the last six years. And it's just been a beautiful friendship. But as we go into the 4th of July, yes, celebrations and fireworks and, you know, our country is so great, but also to never, ever forget, um, those who have lost lost somebody, those who give their life for our country, those who serve our country. We're just so thankful to be Americans. So let's pop over and listen to Wendy Allison. Well, it is such an honor to sit across the table from my friend, Wendy Argel Allison. Girl, this is fun. <laughs> this is so fun. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. You are so special to me. And this story that you're about to share is so special. And I remember we could talk about how we first met actually, <laughs> but I remember I heard this story that you're going to share with our audience really quickly in getting to know you. And it changed my perspective of America and our soldiers and all the sacrifice that that they've gone through. And so I'm just so excited for our listeners to get to lean in and really um, learn from you. Oh, thank you. I am just so happy to be here and humbled that you'd ask me to come and share my story. So it's such a good story. Okay, so first, you and I have a special story on how we met. We were both new to Bowling Green, Kentucky. I think I moved in January and you were in April and we were at some random event on the square in Bowling Green. Yes. And I heard you say, I just moved into town and I was desperate for friends. <laughs> and so I'm, I said to you, I just moved to town too. And that night we ended up having dinner together. Yes, <laughs> you invited me over to, um, you were having a barbecue or something. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, why not? This girl just <laughs> asked me over. And yeah, so yeah. <laughs> here we are. You said yes, and I'm yes. so happy. And five years later, we're just we the are. best of friends. And I just, I love all the things that you've taught me over time. And, um, but most especially, one of the things that I was just sharing off air was um, growing up, military was not part of our family or anything. And so, you know, we would have a happy Memorial Day, happy Fourth of July. And it was great. And I love our country and all that. But it wasn't until I moved to Corpus Christi, Texas, where the Navy station was. And I had a lot of my friends that their husbands would be deployed or gone doing things, fighting for our country, that I started to understand the sacrifice that not only these men and women make that are fighting for our country, but the families and the children make. And then I met you and I heard your story and it has stuck with me five years now that you told me, and I am just amazed by you and all that you've done in your family. So 
catch us up on when you first meet your handsome husband, but you were Derek at the time, how did you guys meet and get to know each other? Oh gosh, I love the story. So this was back in 2003 Mm -hmm. and I was living in um, the panhandle of Florida at the time. And I come from a military family. So my dad had retired in that area and I just kind of stuck around. Um, So yeah, 2003, Actually, I'm sorry, it was 2002, and uh, a friend and I, it was um, St. Patrick's Day, and we went out to um, to celebrate. We went to an Irish bar, and uh, this group of guys come in, and um, there's just this guy that stands out. He is just tall and handsome, and... Um, total looks like a California guy. (laughs) And anyways, we kind of caught eye and didn't really talk. And then, um, my friend and I overheard them saying, Hey, we're going to go to, you know, this, this bar across the street. (laughs) And so they left and then my friend and I left and we ended up, um, seeing them over there. And again, we kind of, um, Derek and I caught eye and he eventually came up and talked to me Uh and we just kind of, um, you know, it was right along, um, the Harbor in, um, in Destin, Florida. And we ended up, um, you know, just going for a walk on the docks that night and just talking and catching up. And then, um, he asked me for my number. I got home and he had left me a message. This was, um, where I had like a landline at home. So, um, and he just, you know, said how fun the night was and Mm -hmm. it was like some, you know, cheesy line about, you know, seeing me again. And we spent the next um, two weeks together before he had to go off for another training. So it was like a whirlwind of just seeing each other as much as we could um, between work and um, like a love at first. It was just amazing. Yeah, it was just um, he was just awesome and sweet and gentle. And um, yeah, he was just great. So then he, you know, he took off for training and I went and visited him and And at the time. So he is part of the air force. Yes. And what was he doing at the time that you met him? So he was training to be a combat controller, which is, um, a special operator in the air force. So it's, um, just an elite group of people that train for a long time. Um, and, um, so he was there, it was a two year training. And, um, during that time he goes, two different locations, but the main spot was there at Hurlburt Field in Florida. And so, um, so yeah, we, we ended up just dating and hanging out and falling in love and, um, Wow. So you growing up being part of a military family, you understood. So was it your father or? Yes, my father. He was, um, he flew F-16s for his whole career. So we moved around a lot and I understood, um, what it means to, you know, have your, dad or a family member, mm-hmm. uh, deploy for certain yeah. amounts of time. And that was just normal life for yeah. us. So. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Just parking there for a second because deployment can be anywhere from what, two weeks to a year. Or, oh yeah. I mean, they yeah. have, you know, training and their deployments, um, for Derek, he was gone. Um, once when I was pregnant with our child for, uh, that was about three months that time. And then the second one was going to be like a three or four month deployment. Wow. So. That's incredible. Yeah. I just think for me, you know, and a lot of listeners that aren't connected so specifically to the military, thinking of Adam going on a three day work trip, I'm like, Oh, I can't believe he's going to be gone. But this, this is something that you were used to. And so you understood when you were dating this handsome man, that that's what was going to happen, that he was eventually going to be deployed and fight for our country. Yes, I understood that. And I think, um, the wives, girlfriends and eventually wives, they were very, um, you know, there for each other. And that's kind of how you do it. You help 
watch yeah. each other's kids. You help, you know, with appointments and uh-huh. you just kind of make it work. I love that. You know, I saw that a lot in Corpus Christi when we were there. I had a group of friends and I, again, like I said, I didn't really understand the military or really think much about it, which I, I told you, I hate to say that now I'm like, wow, the sacrifice is incredible. But I remember they were such a family. And when one of them said that they were moving, cause you get transferred so much. I'm like, what do you mean you're moving? And I'm like, I cannot be friends with you guys if you're going to just leave me, you yeah. know, and that's what they did. Um, but I just loved them and respected the way that they all really were family to each other while their husbands were gone. Okay. So you and Derek fall in love and get married, right? Yes. Okay. We got married. Um, my brother actually married us on the beach, very oh, like simple ceremony. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I was, it was sweet. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Okay. And then how long till Logan came along? So, um, yeah, we got pregnant with Logan right away. Um, and so I was about six months pregnant when Derek deployed for the first time. Okay. So I was thinking, oh gosh, she's going to be, um, you know, deployed for three months. Am I going to have this baby right. on my own? If so, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll do it. I'll make it work. But he ended up um, coming home, uh, let's see, about a month or so before oh. our son was born. So it was super sweet. He got to be there. And yeah, yeah, it that's was awesome. so special. I mean, but you're so memories. cool. Like think of a lot of wives would be like, you better be back here when this baby's warm. But you're like, okay, if you're not, I can make it work. You yeah. know, so that's awesome. So he got that time with him. And then does he get deployed again? Is that what happens? Um, yeah. So he was home for a while. Um, and then some training here and there. Um, and it was when our son was 10 months old Mm -hmm. that he, um, well, maybe he was about nine months old or so when Derek deployed for the second time. And where did he go? Um, he got deployed to, um, Afghanistan, but then, um, he had missions over in Iraq as well. Okay. So they're and what all over year the place. is this? Do you? So this is in 2005. 2005. Yeah. Okay. So he's gone and were you, um, what we, did you have a date he was going to be coming back and stuff kind of? Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we had a cruise booked for, uh, in July oh. when he was going to be, you know, coming yeah. back. And so, um, yeah. And we were in communication as much as we could, a yeah. phone call here and there. How does that um, work? I mean, when he's deployed, how does that, yeah. I mean, how do you get in touch with each other? Well, you pretty much sleep with your phone uh-huh. and it's like, you know, any sort of, um, there's a weird number that comes up on your phone yeah. when it's your husband calling. So, you know, uh-huh. no matter what you're doing, you stop everything and you pick right. up that phone and then we emailed you yeah. know, often. And the sweetest, um, gift that I have are the letters that mm-hmm. he has, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that he sent me, um, whether it's through email, but most importantly, like the ones that he wrote yeah, because it's handwritten. his handwriting. It's yes. just the most precious gift I have. Wow. Here. Wow. Okay. So you're awaiting his return and tell us what happens. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm awaiting his return. It's down for, you know, to the last couple of weeks and I'm making plans and it's so exciting yeah. and we have this little baby and I'm sending videos, um, to Derek showing how our little guy is growing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so it's Memorial day. So I wake up, it's Memorial day, May 30th, um, mm-hmm. 2005. And I send, um, an email off to Derek saying, Oh, I'm going to uh, be doing some errands. Uh, my mom is coming over to watch our little guy and just, you know, just the normal things that I would email him. And so that day I decided to drive his truck. Um, and then I was going to do my errands. And I remember um, specifically driving uh, past cemeteries mm-hmm. and people would be putting flags out because mm-hmm. it was Memorial Day. Yeah. And so I just kind of, that kind of stuck in my mind. And a couple hours later, um, my mom called me and she said, well, you need to, uh, you know, make your way home. 
there's, um, you know, some guys just got here and they're in their blues, the blues mm-hmm. uniform. You need to come home. So I hung up the phone and I had, you know, 10 or 15 minutes or so to kind of drive home and think about what, you know, what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, did Derek get hurt? Did he get shot? You know, mm-hmm. you know, I just couldn't imagine anything worse than that. And really he's a pilot at the time. No, he's, he's um, in the air. Oh, he's he special was, ops. Yeah, he's special yeah. ops. So he's um, yeah, he was he. Well, um, so I get home. Yeah. And um, okay. and so there's these men here and they and they told me that he had been in an aircraft accident. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's the point where your breath kind of gets taken away from you mm-hmm. and you're, you know, digesting everything that they're telling you. Um, but he was in a, um, he was in Iraq at this point and he was on a, on a mission and they were right by, um, the Iraq Iran border and mm-hmm. in a very small aircraft, there was five men and it, and it, it never came back from where they were supposed to mm-hmm. land. And so, um, so, yeah, I got notified that um, they weren't positive that he was on the airplane, but they were pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And so they had to um, come back a couple hour, hours later oh, and give me like so the final. So you're just waiting, praying, please praying, let it yeah, not be. Yeah, and I, you know, they they were um, very, um, you know, the way they said it was that we can't make a positive identity, okay. but you we're were pretty, pretty sure. sure. Yeah. And so, but, you know, in that time we had people coming over and I had made phone calls mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to some of the other wives saying, you know, come yeah. over. And so, um, yeah, time stood still, but went fast at the same time. Yeah. And, and then they came over and said, yeah, we're, you know, we have a positive, mm-hmm. um, identity on him. So. so they found his plane and they found all plane, five, all five members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They died. Um, so it was, um, Derek and then Jeremy Frescas and, uh, state Casey crate, staff Sergeant Casey crate, major Brian downs. And then there was an Iraqi, um, on the aircraft too, who was another pilot. And he was, um, he was, uh, uh working with the air force. And so he was, he was a good guy, Yeah, but, um, yeah, so they, um, yeah, they all, they all perished. So then are all these women part of your, were they all the wives that you were clicking around with at the time? Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, a couple of them came over and just to kind of go through it with me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah. So you guys were all going through this pain. Yeah. So you have Logan who's 10 months old. Yes. And his dad just passed away his dad fighting died, for yeah. our country. I mean, yes. there's no greater sacrifice when, when we say like Memorial day and, you know, 4th of July and all these things about America's independence and the people who fight for our country, like this is the ultimate sacrifice because now you're going through hell without your husband. It you is. Know? And I, like I said, grew up in the military. So I had a sense of sacrifice and we've always, you know, the flag is super important mm-hmm. in our family and what it means, what it stands for. Um, and I'd always, um, even just liked watching war movies and, Mm -hmm. and more of the romantic side of war. And I don't mean to like make that sound like war is romantic, but the stories that go along with that, I've always kind of writing the letters. Yeah. yeah. Those things always kind of touched my heart. And then here I was sitting in my living room with like, wow, this has actually happened. Like, excuse me, I'm never going to, you know, see him again or talk to him again. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the photos that I have of him are like the last ones that, I'll ever have. So yeah, those things all, you know, slowly over the next couple of days and weeks were, um, hitting me like a ton of bricks and Golly, that's just, I mean, yeah. incredible, incredible. When was the time that you had talked to him before he died? I talked with him a couple of days before and, um, 
and it was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a sweet, you know, yeah. conversation. And he said, well, I'm going to be out for a couple of days. So, yeah. um, you know, and of course, uh, especially as a wife of somebody who does, um, who's a special operator, you just don't know. Yeah. Like you're not really right. told a lot of, yeah. you know, the details until they come home if they, you know, choose to share them with yeah. you. But you, you know, there's no specific, like, right. I'll be doing this and that. And yeah. You yeah. Just, exactly. You, just, you know, different. you kind of just know, all right, right. Well, I know just to yeah. hang tight. And, yeah. So you have his funeral. I mean, I'm sure the ceremony was pretty emotional. Just was it all the women together or was it his own funeral? So, um, you know, with the military, um, there's a lot of ceremonies and mm-hmm. that happen. So there was initial kind of like a memorial, um, for all the men. And, um, we had his funeral out in California where he's from. Okay. And then it was not, it was a couple months later that I got a call, um, that said, well, we found some remains at the crash site and we don't know, um, whose they were, they're unidentified. Mm-hmm. So that's called commingled remains. Okay. And so what they do in that case is they bury them at Arlington altogether. Oh, and wow. so then wow. there was another funeral, um, in August at Arlington. And so that was, you know, a huge, um, big deal with wow. the caisson that carries the, the, yeah. um, casket down. And mm-hmm. so, um, and as I mentioned before, there was an Iraqi aboard. So he's yeah. actually the first um, Iraqi um, that's buried at Arlington. Wow. So, that's yeah. that's really incredible. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then time passes. How much time passes until you feel like you start getting a handle on life again? Yeah, I would say um, the first year or two, it was just, you know, surviving, trying to figure out how to manage mm-hmm. um being a single mom now and a widow, I was yeah. only 27 years old. So it was just, I sought out different support groups. And one of them I went to literally, um, the person next to me had like an oxygen machine, oh, you know, it was, it wasn't the group of right. widows that I was like <laughs> yeah. hoping to find, right. um, help with. you are a young widow. Yes. And so with a young baby, trying with a young to baby. Out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in the, in Derek's crash, there was two other women that were now in the same situation mm-hmm. as me. So we really bonded and God blessed us so much to have each other because mm-hmm. we really just knew what we were going through. Um, and it wasn't like one of us had to get going because we had to go cook a meal for our husband. Right. It was just, you know, we were there for each other. So, yeah. um, in that sense, I hate that they had to go through it, but it was, you know, a huge blessing for right. all of us just to kind of have bond. each other. Um, and so, yeah, we just, I had figured things out. Um, my parents were a big help in watching, mm-hmm. you know, Logan, if I needed to get away. And, um, yeah, I did, I went to crazy trips. I went to, you know, Israel and Egypt and I went wow. skydiving and I just kind yeah. of lived, you know, for that moment and just mm-hmm. tried to, um, tried to get through this past couple, those, those next couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and yeah. then there's some, I guess, desire to have a family, I'm yeah. sure. And so about, you know, three and a half, four years later, mm-hmm. um, I had some friends, um, who were young widows as well, who had started to, to date. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't quite sure. I, I felt that I didn't want to live life alone, but I just could not imagine anybody else in my life. So it was a weird, you know, crossroads there, Mm -hmm. but they had started to, um, you know, do online dating and, and And that was fairly new at that point. It was fairly new at the point and it was seemed so creepy and weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I, I decided, okay, you know, I'm going to give this a try and we'll see where God, God takes me. Mm -hmm. So I managed to get on this, um, 
Christian website and I put the basics. To, I mean, no mm-hmm. picture, no anything other than I was a widow and I had a kid. And <laughs> I don't think I even put my name. I was just very like, okay, God, you're really going to have to yeah, do some moving here. Um, and it was, I want to say like the next day on the specific website, there was, you know, these pictures that would pop up of people that they thought, you know, matched <laughs> you. And so there was this one really cute guy and he had a cute dog inside. Like I did a little like check mark, like, oh, he's kind of cute. And then it was within, I think minutes, um, that person wrote back. And so we kind of had this little like, you know, awkward dialogue. And like, where this was is, he? Cause you're in Florida. Um, I'm in he's Florida. He's in Minnesota. Minnesota. So <laughs> just a crazy, like, this is weird. Right. Hi, how are you? <laughs> And then um, the questions got to be whittled down a little bit to, you know, where do we live? Mm-hmm. And um, question after question kind of unveiled who this person was. And um, and so the question finally came down to, are you Derek's widow? Mm-hmm. And my question back to him was, uh, are you Jeremy's best friend? Jeremy uh, died with Derek. So, um wow. And just through people, so I he, kinda, he has no picture of you, no name, nothing. Yeah. And this conversation is going where he realizes where you live. He yes. did. He realized too. Then you're a military wife eventually. Okay. <laughs> and then you have a yes. boy. And so he says, Are he's you- piecing these pieces together. And I'm kind of, um, because I had, um, through Jeremy mm-hmm. who, who died uh, with Derek, his wife and I were, were just wonderful friends. And yeah. so she knew, she knew this person that I was wow. talking to on the other line, you know, wow. just, and so I'd heard stories of him through, um, through her. So anyways, How weird though, that this oh, is so weird. Yeah. This dating website, it was just crazy. You. So within yeah. minutes, we kind of figured out, um, that I was, you know, Derek's widow and he was, um, the best friend of mm-hmm. this other guy who died with my late husband. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. So we said, Hey, let's call each other. So we, you know, called each other that wow. day and it was just, you know, hours of talking and we realized that we had actually uh, met at my husband's funeral. Um, wow. And, you know, and it was nothing more than a, a handshake. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. so sorry for your loss. And But no idea. No that idea. This is going to yeah. be your, no, you know. No idea. Somebody that you, yeah. wow. I remember his, uh, I remember him and we were by a water fountain and I remember yeah. he had really blue eyes uh, and that's yeah. it. That, and we were both crying and that was about it. And then the next yeah. person came. And and so his best friend died. Your husband died. You're yes. giving each other your condolences. Yes. Then, and he's military he is. too. Yeah. But then he moved to Minnesota. So was that? He was he, active duty for about okay. um, five years and then he got out. Okay. And so he okay. was working a civilian job. So you're probably thinking this guy in Minnesota yeah, I'm going to have to tell him my whole story yes. when lo and behold, God's like, no, he was part of your story. He was part of my story. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So his name's Todd. His name's Todd. Yes. yes. So Todd and you start talking on the phone. Yeah. We start talking on the phone. We eventually agreed to, to meet. So he flies down and, um, yeah, and that wow. we started our relationship and, um, just crazy, you know, throughout the time of us dating, um, stories would unfold. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention that Todd and, and Derek, my late husband went to the air force Academy together. So wow. they both graduated the same year. Wow. Um, and That's I have incredible, I have pictures of, you know, that 
Todd will bring out of a photo album and Derek yeah. will be in the background of them just because wow. they had the same uh, Were they letter. buddies? No, they no. they didn't know each other more than just acquaintances, okay. but they their both their last names started with A. Yeah. So <laughs> they were kind of grouped together right. and the coolest uh thing I remember, one of the cool stories is that this um Air Force Academy, we have this um huge big picture of all the academy graduates. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, five or six hundred of them. And Todd, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, see there I am and I, I remember saying well, where's Derek? You know, we look for him and mm-hmm. we could never find him. And we went on throughout the day. And then Todd called me and he goes, you're never going to believe this. I, I was looking at the mm-hmm. picture and I found Derek and he's like directly behind me. Like if I were to lean oh, back wow. two inches, he's like, I would be in his lap. And so wow. he's right behind Todd the whole time. Wow. You know? And so there's just so many crazy stories mm-hmm. um, orchestrated by God. Yeah. And so here we are. Yeah. I mean, here we are. So you and Todd get married. We get married and then we have um, a little baby girl Mm -hmm. not too long long after that. And then um, two more kids to follow. (laughs) So we have a total of four kids now. So amazing. Yes. So Logan becomes his, his two. His two. Yeah. Yeah. For a while um, we would just, you know, say your daddy on earth and then your daddy in heaven Mm -hmm. and logan is now 14 years old so he's known todd as his his father Mm -hmm. um but at the same time we've never not talked about Derek as his father too so it's a it's a unique situation um but if you talk to most people anywhere they have Mm -hmm. some sort of unique situation Mm -hmm. nobody's you know you don't meet a whole lot of cookie cutter families you know anymore and so there's just um, how I've dealt with it is just to never um, make it awkward to talk about mm-hmm. Derek. He's always been a part of our life and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just part of who we are. Yeah. You know? you know, I think that's one of my favorite things about you is the way that I feel like I know Derek because I know you and Logan and the things that you guys still do with the military honoring him. He, he's honored often. And as you know, Memorial day is, you know, such a special day for so many people. And, you know, again, we were talking about saying happy Memorial day when really it's a sad time to think about all these people that have been lost and especially Derek on this special day, but the way you guys continue to honor him. And what I love too, is Todd honors him alongside you. It's not a jealousy thing. Like, well, she's my wife now or anything. He, um, honors him in such a way that I think just paints this beautiful picture of, you know, brotherhood and America. Yeah. I just love it. Oh, that's kind of you to say. And I, I think so too. And I think for anybody who's lost a loved one, they want that person to be remembered. And mm-hmm. so it's sad when somebody stops talking their name, Yeah, you know, and so, mm-hmm. um, specifically on Memorial Day, you know, a time to just kind of set aside doesn't mean you can't have fun, have barbecues, but hey, raise a toast to those men who, Mm -hmm. and women who, um, who sacrificed, I mean, who, who made the choice to go and defend our country. It would be a totally different place if we didn't have those men and women today, um, doing what they do. And I think, and I do this too, become so complacent sometimes Uh because we have it so good, especially here in America. Um, and we just become complacent. We don't yeah. take the time to to realize that there's a whole other side of things mm-hmm. going on on the you know a different part of the world. And yeah. there's sacrifices, and there's uh, there's death, mm-hmm. and there's um, there's loneliness that mm-hmm. comes from that. There's um, so there, there's a lot a lot to it. Um, but I think 
just taking time to to say those men and women's name and mm-hmm. to remember them and to remember uh, you know, it's their legacy. Yeah. And so I think that's so important. Mm, I do too. I think it's so important. And I'm so happy that you share your story because I think it helps people like myself understand more the importance of sacrifice and the true sacrifice. I mean, you have gone through so much sacrifice, losing your first husband and, you know, Todd losing a friend and fighting for our country. And then for your children to see this and for you guys to share your story is just amazing. Now tell us how Logan is. Is he? Oh, he's doing great. He's 14 years old now in high school and um, he's doing he's doing awesome. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. We've um, just kept in touch with uh, Derek's teammates, mm-hmm. his old squadron. I mean, it's like a family. And so, mm-hmm. uh, we've, we get invited to, um, just different events. Um, but specifically the term gold star family or gold mm-hmm. star children means, um, that that person has lost a loved one in the war. Mm-hmm. So, um, Logan is a gold star child mm-hmm. and there's different events that he's gone to. And I think he really, um, blossoms when he's around other people mm-hmm. that have, lost, uh, I lost a father, lost a parent. And it's so true with life. You know, when we can, um, relate to somebody and say, Oh yeah, I've been through that too. You Mm -hmm. automatically uh, have this bond and those who are new to being a widow or a gold star child or uh, whatever the circumstance may be when, when they can have somebody, um, that says I've been through it too. Mm -hmm. And you will, you will get through this, you know, just take the next step Mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. I mean, that's how I feel like God kind of works this out. You know, he just, he places those people in your life, um, and to encourage you and and just to say, look, you know, um, you're going to make it through, Mm -hmm. you know, um, my will, not yours, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to kind of surrender to that. And, um, just God has been so good in our life. He's just, you know, a blessing after blessing. Mm -hmm. And I can really stand back in hindsight and see all the things that I thought were falling apart Mm -hmm. at that time, you know, where to where I am now. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I love that. And he is a gold star child, like to all of us. (laughs) They just seen him. Like if, if arranged marriage was such a thing, (laughs) I would go ahead and (laughs) sign up for Logan because he's just that kid. And he always has been. I remember you came over to my house and he was maybe 10 and he sat in full conversation with us the entire time. And I remember being like, this kid is really special. Oh, that's but sweet. Derek would be so proud of him. I think he would too. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, at 10 months old when his father died, he would not have been able to to mimic the way he talked or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I see, you know, my son now and I, I just see so much of his father mm-hmm. um, mannerisms and, yeah. and just, you know, the I way think they, they look alike too. I do too. Yeah, I see it. And it just, yes, Derek would be so proud of him and just the the man that he's become. And Todd has helped shape him into that as well. Just Todd's just incredible. I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, I I don't think, I mean, at at the time when Derek died, I thought in the first couple of years that I had to be mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I don't, I don't know how I managed that, but I thought that I, you know, had to do everything a mom and a dad, you know, should do. And I've relaxed a lot in my parenting Mm -hmm. since then, but I realized just that, um, you know, it it was what, what it was then. And now, um, you know, for each of my children, um, just the importance of, of my role and then of Todd's role and even in Derek's role. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's still a part of our lives, um, just in a a different Mm -hmm. way. And we still, there we talk about him and share stories about him and and his legacy yeah Um, I love that well I'm just so thankful for you to share your story and give us a true snapshot of 
all the sacrifice your family has made and what Derek went through and what Todd went through, what you've gone through. And I just, you know, thinking about the 4th of July, thinking about Memorial Day and Labor Day, you think about, man, all this sacrifice as we're out barbecuing, that there's a greater reason that we're here. So we need to raise a glass and just, you know, be so thankful for you. So thanks for being on our show today. I know you have inspired so many people just by sharing your story. Oh, thank you. And I'm so, I'm just humbled to be here. I really am. And I thank you for letting me Talk about Derek, yeah, yeah, and say his name. So I love, I love that. Let's raise a, a glass. Raise to him. a glass. <laughs> if we had a glass, we'd That's raise right. a glass. <laughs> All right, friend, thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranoose.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place. And to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you are destined for greatness.